lunchtime is over, and the investigation continues. This week on The Hapless Heroes. I'm not so certain we're supposed to be telling everyone the apocalypse is nigh. everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Hapless Heroes podcast. I'm Francesco, and tonight I am your host and DM as we continue this Fin in Time series, as I've so aptly named it. Um, before we get into anything, though, we have a wonderful cast of characters to introduce to you, starting on my virtual left with Dave playing Zero Valen's Avatar of War. Good evening, everyone. John as Lord Jarrell, Champion of Justice. No Boris here. Do we go back to the water park? Bill as Hedrick the Entertainer. I've had enough slides. We gotta find our rogue. Mike as the one and only Lord and Captain Quint Southwind. Always at my service. Zach as Pregnart. I need to learn how to bake a file into a cake. Nicole as Boris the Butcher. I'm telling you, you just need to talk to the goldfish. And James as Hoblet the Smasher. Good evening, friendos. So, Wait, yeah. Is Boris even going to be behind bars? Mm, Let's maybe. Get into that. Sorry to interrupt you already. <laughs> Well, I mean, no, that's a good segue, because speaking of Boris being behind bars, on our last episode, Boris bravely and maybe <laughs> foolishly... Mostly foolishly, kind of bravely. Brazenly, brazenly yeah. that's the B word we're looking for. <laughs> brazenly went off on her own to do some investigating while some of you were enjoying yourselves on the at the water park and others were just trying to figure out what to do next with the time that you have before oh right the end of the of ool the, the foul upheaval the thing that started this whole freaking campaign and, and i um, mean to clarify like we have like three days to work through here and i think we made it to like hour four so <laughs> doing great well, give yourself some credit it's been at least it's been probably about four hours yeah, right. Right. <laughs> yeah. um but I mean, you know, there was a lot has happened in these in, in just on this day in these four hours, right? I mean, like there was uh, some sort of incident that happened, an explosion that happened on the fifteenth floor in the in the cafeteria there, um, and you know, you guys were just trying to kind of piece together what had happened in the aftermath. You know, you got a lot of good information. Um, just, you know, regarding like, right, like, you know, like there's schedules posted up of who works in these kitchens. It looks like it's, a, it's it, there's always like one teacher that oversees a group of students that they like prepare the food and then like somehow magically sort of just prepare it and send it out the door to the people who are wanting to eat. 
Um, obviously something bad happened and Nick or Boris had been trying to essentially go into one of the infirmary where all of the students were being taken and stuff like that to try to piece together some information about like who caused this, who's involved, you know, and just, just get some information to, to share with y'all. And while she was being very sneaky, you know, it got to a point where the avenues from which, where she could hide were kind of slim to none. And so she was discovered, but as she was being carted out, did notice that Ebenezer himself was visiting a, like, looked like a teenage kid um, in one of the private infirmary rooms that was also guarded by some of the other uh, prefects and stuff at the school, who are, you know, these, like, essentially, like, you know, magical security guards, essentially, <laughs> for this institution. Um... We're, we we left off with Boris being brought to an interrogation room and being asked essentially what she was doing there and why she was sneaking around. And she kind of told the truth in that Dr. They were guests as Dr. Hyens, who was a magical goldfish, and they're trying to... Did you mention that you guys were trying to save the city from destruction or something like that? Or what did you... You mentioned something about... That we were on a mission. Right. Um, and then at one point, also, Pregnart did shout very loudly that you know essentially the the end of times was coming um that was in the water park so it was but that did happen (laughs) and i have noted it down here um the people need to search but after talking with boris a search was called to find the rest of you guys to figure out what your intentions are here because now they have reason to suspect that you know there's something nefarious going on because boris was just sneaking around um so that's where we left off i think most of you are on if i recall the level 10 10th floor abjuration that um, was the main level that i think we had started that's on. where you guys had well that's the that's where you had kind of had all last been together and where you right. were trying to go back to find boris and not to find her there um so you're still there I think everyone is together besides Boris. Am I right? Like no one, there's nobody else split off or separated, right? Um, yeah, we were staying pretty close to the teleportation pads. Yep. Just to kind of any sign of that. Looking okay, out great. for her, but also looking out for any signs of distress from any faculty or anything like that. Perfect. Well, I'll show you a sign of distress from faculty. I would say after a few moments of just kind of like waiting, um, a bunch of these, you know, like, black and and like 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 dark blue like robed prefects appear in the teleportation circles and immediately surround you pointing their wands at you saying no sudden movements okay which one of you is responsible for the thief in our midst the little girl responsible i would say that she is uh quite responsible for herself what yeah, has she done you... now? Yeah, we had we had just her friends. You're her friends. We we have a professional association, but in no way are we responsible for any individual member of this here uh, group. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Can I just say you guys uh, sold her out so quickly? Who's can you? Can you uh, no, did you do you mean that, Hedrick? Yeah. We want okay. persuasion. Yeah. Okay, it's a 26. Okay. 
He kind of just like looks at, looks you over and be like, be that as it may, I've never seen any of you before in my entire life. And we just had a break in and, a, and an incident that we're trying to contain. Some of the prefects said that some of you were willing to help, and then now we have one of your members sneaking around in the infirmary floor, disrupting our medical staff and our investigation. Jarrell, so we're gonna have to just bring you okay, in. Oh, never mind. Yep. Oh. He, 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 I wanted to see if Jarrell could get where she was sneaking around, but they told me right away, so yes. that's good. Okay. Uh, if you don't, like, we would like to bring you in for some questions to understand your intentions, and we will be interviewing you individually. Oh, we're not just this to make again. Sure you're, <laughs> just to make sure your story's straight. <laughs> this went so well the first time. <laughs> Please stand at a teleportation circle. You are coming with us. Yeah, that won't be a problem. I do apologize. The least lawful of our group was your introduction, but uh, allow me to give you mine. I'm Hedrick the Entertainer, extraordinaire performer, and... Uh, here to bring a smile to everyone's face. Hopefully I can help you out. Um, you see that none of them are smiling and they are all just kind of <laughs> brows furrowed, like looking at you, like, let me like, give stone, you, like stone let, faced. <laughs> let, well, let me give you my card. And um, Pregnard holds forth a, a recipe card that he has many of with his uh, famous chicken noodle soup on it. Nice. Is it? Is the card slimy? I mean, it's laminated. And it's, okay. it's, it's he keeps fair. it. He Laminated keeps it. With what? <laughs> Shut up! All right, pregnant well, no, has a collection of these. I'm now saying that pregnant has a collection of recipe cards that he holds, laminated, and uh, just on his person to give out to people. So, you know, they're kept clean as pregnant sees as clean fit. as pregnant can as, yeah, possibly yeah. make it. Okay. Yeah, they're on um, his body. They're not like up his asshole. No, it's stuck to his biceps and uh, his calves, and he can the just particular peel it off. prefect that you are um, talking with, like, takes it from you and like looks at it and sees it's like you know, like what, what, how how is, how is the recipe written now? How would Pregnant write a recipe down? Mm. I'm just curious, like what this person's looking at. Is it just a bunch of like scribbles, or is it like meticulous and like well written? Good question. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are Pregnard's thoughts on the concept of mise en place? Because this is essentially your first impression, so I oh, need to understand if they think that you're fucking insane is, or just kind of insane. His concept of mise en place is tight, but oh, his right. notation is loose, and there might be, there might be, um, like some. Uh, measurements that they would be unfamiliar with, but you know he he writes like uh, a seven-year-old, we'll say. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. Okay. Great. Some of the pictures. Um, he's just gonna look down at you. Do I like, have pictures? No, no, no. I said, is some of it in pictures? Like, did you draw some of the ingredients or like steps? Pictograms. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's little doodles. <laughs> But a curiosity. Okay, okay, okay. So I think I have a general idea. So he kind of just like looks at this recipe card and he's just like, "How how old are you, little frog?" I don't know. Interesting company you keep. And he just they just kind of like looks they just kind of look over all of you, but 
Did, are, are, have all of you complied? Are you all standing on a teleportation circle? No resistance, right? No resistance to authority, Hoblet? Well, Quinn, Quinn steps forward because... Oh, if, if, no. What do you mean, oh, no? Uh, he he obviously feels like he's he has to be known here, um, even before all of this, right? Because I'm a Southwind. So... He kind of lets everybody do their thing, and he, he kind of knows, like standing behind. He's like, "All right, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna walk up there." And he he walks up, and he he kind of bows to them and says, "I, of course, am the Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind at your service." Southwind, you say? Southwind, I say. Oh, so there are two criminals in our midst, then? Oh dear Lord! <laughs> what, by whatever do you mean? Your family are a bunch of pirates. Oh, captains of ships. Yeah, yes. <laughs> they raid the southern kingdoms frequently. We collect our dues. You've killed people from Ul. Our traders. Our merchants. Taxes are needed. Oh, good. I'm going to enjoy questioning you. <laughs> you couldn't have just said South Wind. No, no, I said South Bind. <laughs> I think his Criminal ego is say. too big to like not stand behind his name. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's mm. true. No, um, Quinn, I'll too, give you. I, I, I'll give proud. you an inspiration to use for later. Okay, because you're gonna need it. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, but you have one. Here, I, I'm okay. handing you a virtual die. There, there, there you go, buddy. All right, I love it. <laughs> Wow. Where are my virtual dice? My adult inspiration <laughs> is gone, right? For those uh, of you listening at home, yes. Fran just like matrixed uh, a die and it just green bubble letters through the, the screen. Green bubble letters. Green bubble letters. Can you yeah, do yeah, that yeah, again, yeah. Fran? It's, it's that brain Wi-Fi that I got, you know? It's it's just, it's it's powerful. Oh, uh, there it is. They call it the 5G. Oh, <laughs> it just green bubble letters out of Mike's uh, screen. Yeah, and now cool. he has it. Thank you. I'll, I'll be here all day. <sighs> um, anyways, Quinn stepped forward now in challenged authority. Now he's going to get some extra special treatment when they take you all away. So now, actually, Quinn, you are put into restraints and forced onto a teleporter. Are uh, they? Are they gold? No, they are iron shackles. Ugh, they just—they clash with my my. Don't make me put a gag on you too. Pirate. Yeah. Quinn is not one to mix metals. Ugh. Hoblet, any uh, challenge to authority here, or are you complying? I'm you'd going be the only along other person so I'm questioning. far. Okay. Okay. Um, mostly because they haven't given me a chance to speak yet. The the now's I'm your chance. Well, no, I'm not happy about this, but we'll see what happens. You know how much we're, I love interrogations. We're going to play this out. Right. This yeah. is not going to go well for whoever's <laughs> interrogating me, but um, that's... Are you sure about that? Yes. 100%. Okay. I feel like Hoblet has, like, defensive farts stored up when... She <laughs> 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 all right. You are all taken, you know, through some teleporters and onto a floor that is hostage. unmarked taken and unlabeled hostage. and escorted to your own individual rooms. Um, those who are not thought of as immediate criminals are brought to a comfortable room with a you know, table and some chairs and um, 
Quinn, you are put into a room where it's just a very, very uncomfortable iron chair. And a, what is with all the iron around here? In a in a ridiculously like misshapen and 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 and, and like like small table for you to rest. You really could spruce this place up a bit. Boris, you're in a similar room. Um, you know, you've been left, you've, you've, you've been kind of, you've, you've, you have been restrained at this point. Um, and someone is still, you know, in the room with you at this point, uh, as well. And they ask you, uh, you say you're a friend of Dr. Heinz and him being a goldfish is a very likely story. Tell me again, how did you get here and what do you want with us? I won't ask again. We got here because the magic goldfish, who is Dr. Heinz, sent us back in time, which I'm pretty sure I'm breaking some kind of magic rule by telling you. But at this point, I think we're past that. So the magic goldfish sent us back here to look for something. He didn't tell us what. He's a goldfish. Didn't give too much information. But again, the goldfish is with my friends if you just want to ask him. So you're saying you're traveled through t- like he's, you see this person is like trying to not laugh when you start talking about time travel. Like time travel is impossible, little girl. Okay, we'll get an answer out of you yet. Wait, just wait here a moment. And you, the person leaves you unattended briefly, or at least you f- think and appears to be unattended. And the door is locked behind you. Before you do any shenanigans, Boris, because I can already see you smiling, so I just want to give everybody an opportunity to have some conversation time before you start being your chaotic self. Um, let's start with Hoblet. I want to have some fun tonight. Uh, Hoblet, you're in a comfortable room. They even come out and switch out the chair, so that's one that's more comfortable uh, for your body size and shape as a dwarf. I mean, I'm a mountain dwarf. I'm pretty much comfortable on a boulder, so. That's fair. Right. Um, Anything better than that. And a prefect, you know, with the, you know, very calm, like, like, like almost like Jafar-like facial hair comes in, you know, like the twirly mustache and like the, the pointy beard. Yeah. Um comes in and he says okay so I'm only going to ask you this once hopefully you will be a reasonable fellow much more than your young charge I don't really know what her relationship is to you in fact why don't you just start by telling me how you got here and what your relationship is to the thief The thief? You mean my... My friend Boris? Boris is her name. It's an odd name for a girl. And what's your name, friendo? My name... is Ignatius. Well, that's an odd name for a chap. (laughs) All right, Iggy. Ignatius, it's and, and you and only, and my mother is the only person who can call me Siggy. Uh, all right, Ignatius. Ignatius. <laughs> we came 
out of a closet. Before that, you likely wouldn't understand. Um, and as far as oh. Boris goes... Try me. Hmm. Yeah, you can get that information from someone else. Are you saying you are not willing to comply with our investigation? What is it you're asking me, sir? Iggy. You call me Iggy again. I will teleport you to the top floor of this citadel here. Outside. And watch you fall. To my amusement. And then open a portal before you hit the ground. And send you right back to the top. And just watch you fall. Endlessly. And let it just amuse me. Until eventually (laughs) I will let you hit the ground. And become a pile of red mist. Let me ask you a question, sir. Do you have a vacation planned in the next 72 hours? What kind of question is that? I'm, I'm asking the questions here. I'll sir. take that as a no. We'll all be vapor dust by then. You can send me to the roof. It doesn't matter. What do you mean we'll all be vapor dust by then? What, is that a threat? Uh, again, Iggy, you wouldn't understand. Oh, no. I will. I would understand. And in fact, if you're talking about a matter, are you talking about a... a, 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 a you, do you plan to attack our city? Iggy. Iggy, let me just tell you this. That situation you have working on would be a much better use of your time right now. It is of dire consequence you figure out what is going on here. My friends and I, I can assure you, had nothing to do with it. But that is where your efforts are best spent, sir. I know you don't need me to tell you how to do your job, but I have no more relevant information for you. Oh, what's relevant is why you and your friend, or why you, you know, you've all shown up here mysteriously and your friend has been sneaking around trying to meddle in an investigation and an incident that has happened at the school where students have died. Iggy, we are trying to prevent interdimensional collapse. We have time traveled here to try for some reason to help you all. And now you're questioning me again. You would not understand where I've been, sir. You know, this time travel business, I heard the same thing from your rogue friend. And you know, it's impossible. You know what? If you had, uh, um, where where would I be from? Or where would I be located right The Gray now? Citadel. Well, you were fr- like, where would Hoblet be in this timeline? In this timeline. I don't know. I mean, like, you live at the Gray Citadel, which is many, okay. many, 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 many miles south. Of okay. Rome. Okay. Iggy, if you could somehow get to the Gray Citadel, you would find another version of me, much younger and much stronger. Uh-huh. That's I could find the a million old... dwarves that look like you. A very likely story. Any more what questions? What are you for doing me? here? What are you trying to take from us? You have nothing of value to me. Oh, I will be right back. I got something special for you, sir. And he leaves the room briefly. You can hear that there's, you can see as he leaves that there's two other people outside the door. Um, as he 
exits. Durrell. Let's go, let's go opposite end of the spectrum here for a second. <clears throat> the same prefect walks into your room now, obviously, right? You've only seen him the one time when they arrested y'all. This man again walks in. I hope you will be more cooperative than some of your companions have been. I am Signatius. I am the lead prefect here at this institution. I am trying to protect this institution from outside threats. And so far, all of you have shown to me that you are nothing but a threat to the safety and well-being of the civilians and students and faculty in this building. So I'm going to ask you once, and I'm going to ask you very plainly, why are you here and what do you want from us? Perhaps first I should introduce myself. Oh. I am Lord Jarrell the Light of House Passer. And I assure you, we are here for no reason other than to help. To help with what exactly? I don't remember asking anyone for help. Well, quite earlier today, we helped a slight bit when there was an explosion in your cafeteria. Yes, and you wouldn't have anything, that, you wouldn't happen to know anything about what caused that, would you? We did attempt to investigate, and if I had to guess, that's what Boris was doing, too. By breaking in and sneaking around on a floor where she was not authorized to be? That happens to be her way of helping sometimes. <laughs> it's a very odd way of helping, especially when... Well, just be glad this is the year that it is and not how it used to be around here. We were not so lenient with intruders before. Our um, intention... Laws, laws change and people change. So we changed our ways to adapt. And she would have been vaporized on sight. It's surely for the best that she was not vaporized. You should probably tell her to stop sneaking around and causing trouble. If that's I've tried. <laughs> And um, would you? So are you the leader of this ragtag band of whatever you are? I don't know if I'd call myself the leader, but uh, I do tend to solve most of our problems. And okay, I see faces being made. None of y'all can hear this conversation, so I just need I need to make sure everyone understands that while you, the player, are hearing this conversation, <laughs> your characters do not hear what is being said. Fran, why are you being so disruptive to the scene? <laughs> <laughs> we, we know how to play. We know how to play. No answer, I see. He continues. <laughs> well, Jarrell, I'm going to say this. You've caused enough trouble here. We don't need your help. And in fact, if anything, you just being here is a risk that I do not need to calculate right now. I just don't. I have enough problems. I have enough people that I need to worry about. I have enough threats inside of this institution to worry about. Hell, we even, you know, we've opened up many of our floors to the public. Do you have any idea how much of a security mess that is? Your passes will be revoked. You will be, you are no longer welcome in this tower. I never want to see you or your friends again, unless obviously we call you in for further questioning. 
In which may case, I, better not go too far. May I offer you one thing before you kick us out? What could you possibly have to offer me? I happen to be one of the greatest healers from where I am from. And if Boris was sneaking into your infirmary, I'm sure it was only to help me heal them. If I could offer to just walk into your infirmary for just a moment, you will see the power of my healing. First of all, why is everybody in your party obsessed with this fucking infirmary? No, we have accomplished and trained healers on staff here. We are literally the greatest magical institution on this continent, on this land. We can handle the things for ourselves. I can only offer. And we don't need any more of your people meddling in our business. I'm just going to go talk to the rest of them. Under make sure that they all understand that you need to leave the premises at once. You will be released together, and I hope to never see your face again. Please be kind to my frogman. Yep. No. <laughs> yeah, I suppose I'll get that one out of the way now. What about the rest of us? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm going to go to all of you. Don't worry. No, I mean, it, like, Pregnar be kind the to the frogman, but fuck everybody else. No, Pregnar no, and Jarell have a special bond. <laughs> Jarell doesn't want anything <laughs> bad to happen to Pregnar. He knows that Quinn can talk his way out of most things. <laughs> Uh, we'll see. <laughs> well, not maybe not and right are now. The <laughs> Pregnart, it's been a few minutes. You're probably getting Nancy. Am I not um, in the we, comfy room? Am I seen as the? Threat? You're in. You're. You know. You're in a comfy room. In fact, actually, because they have no idea how old you are, they've even brought you some like toys to play with, like some like children's toys. All right. To kind of keep you occupied. Like are you playing wooden... with them? Yeah, like wouldn't they, like, yeah, like they're moving like the blocks in the around dentist's office. Yes, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Exactly. The wire loops. That's exactly what I was thinking. With the of. balls yes. and the squares that you move yes. kind of around, yeah. Are no, you playing with those? Like those. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I am. Okay. Yeah, so, I gotta so, admit that I totally am. Okay, so Signatius walks in and you're obviously playing with these toys and being like So just clarify, are you or are you not a child? Define child. Are you Are you capable of making decisions with your own free will? Do you know what free will is, little frog? Yeah, kind of, I guess. I can do whatever I want. Okay, so you are willingly following the people that you came here with, right? They're not coercing you to work with them or anything like that. No, we're just trying to stop, uh, I think, two different apocalypses now. <laughs> he starts taking notes. <laughs> Why don't you should say apocalypse, little frog? Are you? What do you know about the this apocalypse? Are your friends involved? Well, one of them is going to happen in two or three days, and one of them is going. I don't know when. It's you going mean to, to tell happen. Me. One of the them is kind of happening at a different time. We come from the future, I think, and um, there's an undead apocalypse that's happening there now. Is kind of a pain in the butt, and we have to fight zombies and uh, things all the time. And then we came back here, and uh, 
uh, this place was going to explode, but we're trying to stop it. And uh, if we need a peanut butter cup, we can have one of those. And um, <laughs> you, you, he had piqued his interest for a bit, but now you're starting to trail off. And he's just like, oh my God, these are, like all of these people are crazy. They're just crazy. I have no idea how they got here. Who let them in this place? Um, okay, you do, we'll, we'll get you back to your friends in a little bit, okay? And you're just going to have to leave here and never come back. Okay, little frog, great, bye. And he shuts the door. <laughs> um, how rude. Quinn. Yes. Shackles. Yes, they're, they're just so last century. The investigator comes in. Signatious. Ah, the pirate Southwind. Maybe you'll be a little bit more forthcoming. Just give me a little bit more information. More I forthcoming. Might kind of, I might even be a bit willing to let you go. I'm going to ask you one question. What do you know about the uh, this apocalypse everyone seems to be so obsessed about among your insane friends? Oh, we're trying to stop it, of course. You're trying to stop it. Mm-hmm. What apocalypse is this? The one that's about to level your town. Okay, what can you tell me about it? Mm, something about zombies and... There's currently an apocalypse going on right now that I need to also deal with. And we need to figure that out. And in order to figure that out, we need to stop this one. So if you could just kindly let me go, let me find my friends, and we can all help you and be on our way. You've told me nothing. You you don't even know what this apocalypse is besides some vague details that all of you seem to just have. Well, I don't uh, think I'm crazy. Your sleeve. Oh, I think you're crazy. I think you're all crazy. And I think you have. I think you are all up to something. If that up to something is saving your town, then yes, yes, we are up to something. I don't believe you. Well, there is nothing more that I can say that is going to help you believe me. You just have to trust in the Southwind. Everyone else does. Literally, no one does. Oh, now, but you know, (laughs) later, later. I, I, I clear all that up. Everything's fine. Actually, my father's a god now. Did you know that? You really are all crazy. I don't understand. Is it a cult? Is the, is the man in the golden armor your, your cult leader or something? Like, it's, No, we are just simply the heroes me. of Tal'Doria. Are you sure you have not... You, so you, you, the heroes of Tal'Doria... <laughs> You? You? All of, of course. You? No. All eight of us. Okay. Uh-huh. Oh, you haven't met Felix yet. He's a doll. You have? There's another one of you? Where is he still roaming around this building? Where is he? Oh, oh, no, no, no. He's not with us. Where is he? Is he the one plotting this apocalypse? No, no, no. He's just the one that told us all about it. I see your face, James. <laughs> Don't you fucking dare. <laughs> he always has a plan. He does always have a plan. I just don't know. I never know what that plan is. 
So maybe it's the apocalypse. That's where all, is, that's all where, where is this missing friend of yours? Um, to, to be quite frank, I honestly don't know. That's very concerning. I'll have to let the other prefects know to be on high alert. Um, oh, oh, no, he's not here. I, I don't understand. What do you mean he's not here? Well, he's... We, we're time travelers. Oh, my God. We're from time the travel. future. Oh, shit. Again, time travel. Is I, like I said, later you'll discover that I have time. solved everything. I am no longer a criminal. Everything's fine. You'll you'll see. Oh, everything will be fine once I never have to see your faces again. Goodbye, pirate. Hedrick. This man comes into the room again for you. I mean, you met him before, but, you know, obviously right now it's just your turn to be talked to. Okay, magnificent Bart. <laughs> Tell me one thing. Are you and your friends pot plotting something against the citizens of Ulm or the students of this here facility? Of course not. I've heard the word apocalypse mentioned well more than once. Yeah, how often does that happen to you? Well, usually on the street with the people doomsaying about this and that and the rapture and the end of the world, and I hear it's something new every month. So either you're a bunch of crazy cultists trying to bring about the end of times, or you're just a bunch of crazy idiots talking about time magic and things that are literally impossible. Fact of the matter is, I, we all got off on the wrong foot here because we've never been here before. And frankly, all we're trying to do is gather information at this point. We understand you've had an incident today. That is news to us. But we are here yes. thinking what that the two things have course. to do with each other. We wouldn't be here today with this time restraint without having a good reason for it. Now, the fact of the matter is, we've experienced a lot of shit just to get here. And I know if you were in my position, you would do everything you could to help the situation rather than hurt it. I am by trying to keep you out of our business because we have no idea who any of you are. And now you suddenly show up wanting to help when all I've seen you do is become a hindrance and a nuisance, if I'm being completely honest. Well, frankly, in your experience here, I'm sure you've learned that not everything is as it seems. For instance, you. Now let me tell you about a friend of mine. I ain't known her long, but that's just fine because the impression she makes, well, goes on for days. See, she's a clever, agile, masterful thief, and something else you might not believe, she could kill a man about 50 different ways. See, she can stab, slice, burn, and strangle. Depending on her course and angle, you may never catch a glimpse of this roguish wonder. And the only thing she lusts for more than blood is to see a crooked bureaucrat in the mud after filling her pockets with all his shiny plunder. And no matter how unlikely it seems, She's not just an angsted teen. Her skills in battle are widely evident. So if you find yourself in a bind, faced with challenges of the deadly, apocalyptic kind, well, you call on out for Boris the Benevolent. <laughs> oh, good. So, you're, so, so the child is also a murderer. 
This is just a death cult. I'm just talking to a death cult. That's great, great. I did, you know, a death cult is the last fucking thing I needed today. That was awesome. I hope I never see you again. You've seen the variety of individuals. Have you spoken with our uh, warforged friend yet? The, the robotic the type. List before I banish you from these halls. And how, how many of those have you met and talked to before? I'm genuinely curious how he came to be, and maybe if this, if he's some sort of advanced weapon that you are going to use to bring, ap- bring about the apocalypse. You'll get to know him quite well, but you ask me if anybody is doing anything like that nowadays, and you start to consider whether or not we do have about 160-odd years of advancement on top of y'all. The only thing we don't have is what secrets are being kept here. Yes, well, these are... Uh, of course we're not going to give you our secrets. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, if that's what if, if that's what this is about, if that's what your motivation is, then at least I know. Now why you're here, you're here for our secrets. Well, many people have tried to enter these walls and steal our secrets. Many have failed. And you, too, will fail. By the time this is over, you'll be giving them to us. He just, he leaves. I'm still shouting at him. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> I have a question for you, Zero. Are you still holding the just the goldfish bowl, just like casually walking around with it? Um, I mean, it's concealed. I'm not okay, just holding it out in the open. Okay, just making sure. Yeah. So, um, you're in a room, and and and, and the, there's actually a couple prefects that had walked in with you because, like, they're all just like staring at you, studying you because they've never, they've literally never seen anything like you before. And then. Signatius walks in. Okay, you're going to tell me what you are and why you are following this death cult around as they apparently tried to bring about the end of times. You will give me the answers I seek. Fascinating. Those, that's what you got out of the inevitable word salad they threw at you? (laughs) I just know your companions are crazy and talking about things that don't exist. Do you have some common sense or are you just as crazy as the rest of them? All right. So let's start with what have they told you so far? They told me that you're a bunch of time traveling people from the future trying to stop the apocalypse, which happens in three days, which if I'm being completely honest, if the apocalypse happens in three days, how could you be coming to the future from the future to warn me about it? Right. Wouldn't that just mean the end of everything? So that's just the first one. Second, they keep telling me something. I've heard a couple things now about a magical goldfish that speaks to you. And that just sounds fucking crazy. So pause it. For a moment, bear bear with my scientific side here. Pause it for the briefest of moments that we're actually telling you the truth, that we have traveled through time and that we have come here to stop an apocalypse. You see, you know, we, we could go into a whole side diatribe, some really great lectures, and I think they'd be right up your alley about, you know, local versus universal apocalypse. Uh, apocalyptic events, it would be great. But we need to set that aside for now. We're going to stay on task here. Assuming that we are telling you the truth, wouldn't we have to be crazy? I mean, seriously, to take a job 
like that, to travel through time, to stop at least what would be the end of days for this place here, wouldn't you have to be nuts to think you could take on those sorts of odds? I think I'd be nuts to entertain the thought from a bunch of strangers who have been doing nothing but causing trouble for the most part in this building. Yeah, However, you, you see, that's the, that's the problem with a venture like this, though, is you have to throw away process. This is the sort of place where only results matter. Now, and, and, and this is what you get when you have to bring about a pirate and a thief and a completely obstinate dwarf. I mean, he makes other dwarves look reasonable. The guy had to be like pulling teeth for you, didn't he? You, you've got two different men who, who would fancy themselves to be the absolute greatest bards of their generation. And they're probably both competing to talk your ears off. And then you have Pregnart, the most earnest and sincere being you've likely ever met in your life. You're not really going to believe any of this sort of stuff, are you, though? If there is something that threatens this city, then we will be ever vigilant. But myself and the rest of the mages here, the faculty, the prefects, the, those who are in charge of protecting the populace, will see to it that no harm comes to our fair city, including from the likes of you wherever, whoever you are and wherever you've came from. See, I'd ask you how that works out, but you'll get there. The best part about science is, you know, repeating the results. And with that, he kind of waves his hands and all of you feel sort of this, like almost like a, a dome of energy, just kind of like surround your bodies inside of the rooms you are all individually in. And then you all materialize outside the tower, at the ground level, outside of Wool. And a few Praetors are marching down the steps from like the entryway to just like be like, be gone with you. You are no longer welcome here. Are we at the bottom of the tower or? You are outside. Of the city or the tower? Of the tower. Okay. You are now in the larger city of Ul. Okay, uh, Jarrell will turn to the group. Uh, well, apparently that didn't go so bad. Where to next? <laughs> Everybody got all their parts? I'm not missing anything. Good. Um, those of you who were in shackles are no longer bound, but have been essentially exiled from the this like mages academy and and, and like like research academy. Were they nice to you, Pregnot? Yeah, I had a toy. Uh, he was pretty rude leaving. He did not even say goodbye, though. It's okay. We'll talk to him next time. Yeah, don't take it personal, buddy. He did the same thing to me. Yeah, how did you guys go? Well... He seemed like a pretty unique individual to be in charge of 
investigating and interrogating. I mean, he seemed more paranoid than anything else and wouldn't listen to a damn thing I had to say. I'm not so certain we're supposed to be telling everyone the apocalypse is nigh. I, I feel like, you know, we've done pretty well by bending the rules and outright breaking them. Might just be what we have to do in order to move forward through this process. Who knows how many times we can loof. But I kind of agree with Jarrell in the sense that whenever we tell anybody, they think we're crazy anyway. Let's go find people that uh, also think that the uh, apocalypse is coming. <laughs> I'm not so certain that they would be useful. I did have another idea. Uh, which well, way do you think it is to Ebenezer's house? Hold, hold on a second, though. It's not the worst idea I've heard today. You want to talk to the doomsayers? <laughs> How quickly oh, can any, we form a blow the tinfoil? I was going to say every city has is rife with it with its crazies in the street. Speaking of the end of times, um, I'm sure if you looked hard enough, you'd be able to find someone shouting about some sort of doom and gloom in the streets. Right. Yeah, let's well, go talk to those guys. Hey, just something to think about. If we get them all shouting in stereo, maybe somebody starts listening. Give them the pot of casting. Well, I meant more metaphorically, but yeah, that too. Why not? I honestly, there I believe no... the best case of course for us now is to try to find out more about Ebenezer himself, at least until we have to eat the fish. Yeah, he seemed pretty entrenched in that tower. And his demeanor struck us more as a uh, kindly old wizard. I'm not so sure if he's got some sort of other sneaky stuff going on. He wouldn't be doing it in the tower. He might be doing it at a remote location where he's not so kindly. I'm not so certain he has any sneaky stuff going on at all. He didn't strike me as an evil man. Well, unfortunately, the only clue that we have, I don't know about you, as far as the great upheaval, Ebenezer was at the center of it. Boris, in your sneaking around, which got us expelled, thank you again for that, uh, did you manage to find anything out? Ebenezer was in the infirmary visiting someone. Looked like a kid. A kid? Did uh, did we... Do we know... He had, a, he had a house out here, perhaps a family. You know, he has a wife and son. Um, they, okay. they had mentioned... They, uh, uh, I thought I remember them saying that. I don't. I don't know if Jarrell would even remember that, but I, I remember that being said. Um, that's kind of why he was. So, that's partly Dude, that was why. Like a few hours ago, of course you remember. I, I hope. I hope you remember that. Yeah, Jarrell doesn't always pay attention, though. <laughs> um, this this might require a scientific approach. And zero, you got anything you want to weigh in? Well, you see, that's the thing is there are no ideas so bad that we can't get out of them here. So, well, we had the doomsayers. Not the worst idea yet. Um, and I say that because trying to access Ebenezer's house might actually be the worst idea yet. We're just going to go out in a limb and assume that the headmaster of the greatest magical school the world has ever seen probably has 
This sort of home security the civilized world has also never seen. My guess is, I mean, it's it's the the way things happened. I don't even recall. Did it happen with like the center point, the ground zero at the tower? Or was that another location somewhere in Ool? That's the other thing is, um, you know, being that Ool and literally the entire surrounding countryside was destroyed in the foul upheaval. We don't actually have a whole lot of really good intact records of what exactly, you know, happened. We probably know better what happened in these last days than anyone else. Um, well, we can find out better in these last days, and we will definitely know better than anyone else. Um, that's for certain, but, um, yeah, no, I, I mean, pretty much, I think I've covered 90% of, uh, the textbook text I've read on the subject from at least everything we had in Kelnor. Well, we have two and a half more days to investigate before we have to just watch this place blow up, so I'm what I'm at a loss for where we want to go right now, but I have my suggestions. Pregnant has his. Well, what time is it right now? At this point, it's like late afternoon probably like we're talking 3 or 4 p.m. Hoblet, shall we get a drink? Of course. (laughs) Tao is going to say lodging, but lodging and drinks uh, tend to go in the same direction. Um, do I know have I been here you have been here before. Do I know anywhere to like go? Where, where the hot well, spots? Well, here's at? the thing, right? <laughs> where Hoblet might ago. think is a hot spot. Oh, right. May not necessarily be the same for everyone else here, but Hoblet, where was your favorite place to hang out when you came to Ool? This city itself is arranged in a circular fashion, right? And there's many different districts. The outermost ring, though, of this city is actually walled off farmland. Um, and then as you kind of get into the inner rings, it becomes much more dense. But this is probably is a very well-fortified and well-protected, large, I mean, huge, like, metropolitan-type, like, place. Um, you'll notice, I guess, if you as you survey your surroundings, right, this tower is the center of all of that. And right outside the tower in sort of like this like almost like a fountain plaza is like a, is a is a massive almost similar to how it was in Tarantis, a massive beam and column of just raw magical energy. It is well protected and it seems to be a lot of it has been almost like there's been structures built around it to harness and protect um, both the populace from just like, you know, stumbling into it uh, and as well as, you know, protect the, just in general, like, you know, like from any maybe surges of energy or whatnot, but it's almost like a, another similar column of like unending light and energy. If I remember, there was a spot that caught my eye. Yeah, which place is that? Well, 
First of all, it was called the Village Inn, but you know how I hate E's at the end of words, right? Mm-hmm. They just, they don't have an E on the end of village. So that's the what caught my eye first. <laughs> the lag in. And underneath it, there was a sign that says, here for booze. So the sign reads, village in here for booze. And I just really liked it. Uh, there was a guy there named Hob Nobson. He was the barkeep. Um... I don't know if he'd still be there, good old Hob. Um, but um, we could see if it's still if it's still around. Um, what Hoblet is not shared with you, obviously, is that this place is going to be located in the seedy part of town. Of course. Uh, so I mean, raise your hands if you were expecting this to be in the nice part of town, right? But how about you would, you know, you've, you haven't really been to this sort of like, you know, like, you know, like inner ring sort of like more upscale type place. It's going to be a bit of a hike. You may want to like find some public transportation to, you know, take you there, which there are plenty of wagons and things like that, you know, mm-hmm. kind of carting people around. There's almost like there's almost like a little like shuttle cart services. Um, this is a, does not appear to be the technological marvel that Tarantus was, right? There's no magical vehicles driving around or any of that stuff. It is still, you know, horse and buggy type territory. However, like, you know, most of the public works themselves do have some magic involved in them. Um, you know, there are some, like, while there are, like, horses and buggies, there are also autonomous carriages that seem to be just, like, being propelled by magic. But they are just made of, like, you know, wood and, and things like that. It's just like maybe the wood itself has been animated. So you can kind of get around wherever you need to go, you know, by just like hopping on one of these things and either telling an actual driver where to go or just telling the... Well, those magical those magical cards always freaked you out when you used to come here, so... I guess, but we have a good track record with animated wood structures now. <laughs> but so is it to the I mean does anyone else have any ideas of where they like to do things or are we going to the villa again no I think it's as good a start as any I mean if nothing else I think there's a certain type of people we should be talking to and maybe we can get a foot on where to find them okay what I will notice, or what I will note, is that as you're kind of on your way out from sort of the center of this city, right, where like this massive like ley line and this you know huge tower um, are, you can see that it's it kind of like varies in density itself, where like the immediate like sort of ring, or you know, as you exit the tower sort of limits, each of these rings is almost like gated off on its own so there's like multiple sections of like gates that you travel through to kind of get to the outer ring where the some of the seedier parts of this city are um but like you're noticing that the density kind of like changes where like in the like innermost ring outside of the tower is a lot of fancier homes and you know nicer markets and you know you can definitely tell this is a much more like you know like where noble people live hell there's even like I'm going to call them like almost like mini castles, like like estates, like set up on like small hills. Like, you know, it's just, it's very, 
Like, it, like it's while while this is like a circular city and like a lot of it's flat, there is still like you know some elevation changes as you kind of look where some of the residential areas are. Um, just very wealthy homes over here, and then you see that the population starts to kind of become a little more dense and taller taller um, structures being built that are housing more folk, but everyone here still seems to be, you know, dressed rather decently, you know, maybe more middle class, who knows. Um, but then as the further out you go, right, the the less well, even, even some of the less well-kept housing still actually looks pretty well-kept. It's just that you could tell these are, you know, they're, they're more practical homes. They're, you, can, there's, you can tell there's a lot of laborers here. There's more blacksmiths, open-air markets, like, you know, where a lot of people trading, and then there's even, like, you know, some of your seedier areas and there's no there's no dock necessarily right there's this is this is inland this is like in the center of the continent but there is you know uh, you can tell you can see that there are like uh places where aqueducts are bringing water into the city from like the mountains beyond um the city limits so that like there's like water flowing almost into the city through like a like a man-made like rivers like you know like water system um but eventually, after about a 20-minute ride, you make it to the Villag Inn. You can see that it actually did say the Village Inn at one point, but the E has been hacked up by something. Or someone. <laughs> and then you can see right below there a sign that says, Here for Booze. And then another sign below that that says, you could sleep here sometimes too, I guess. This is an odd <laughs> sign. And then a sign below that that says vacancy. Let's roll. Let's roll this blunt. Ah, so now is that sometimes. It's good to know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so as you walk in, um, you know how, but I'm going to give you a creative exercise. What does this place look like? Lots of natural wood. Mm. Um, and for a little hole in the wall, it did have some ornate carvings in some of the posts. Like not every post, but like up at the top of some of the posts were like. Ornate carvings, things like Jimmy was here and. Those know. were at the bottom. <laughs> J hearts. You could tell someone put some craftsmanship into the parts that no one could reach. But there were a lot of carvings on said posts. Um, otherwise, uh, there's about, if I remember correctly, there's about maybe 12 rooms. Um, most of them have two beds in them. Um, one for fornicating one for sleeping obviously um everyone <laughs> well, knows of that course that's, apparently that's how this works yeah that's why they put if you didn't know that that's why they put two beds which one it, has the uh water repellent sheets on it yes <laughs> listen ulian fuck beds are a thing <laughs> well i mean it's a long they lost custom the ulian fuck bed <laughs> This is what I get. Exists. I was gonna say this is what I let. This is what I get for letting James um, build the inn here. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely um, calling Uli and Fuck that as my next band name. <laughs> it's a good one. Now it's it, about like I said, it's about 4 p.m. Is this? You know, I, I'm gonna say this place really isn't bumping just yet. No, but you know, once there's, there's, the common man gets out of work, that's when it starts bumping. Like so, probably. When like you guys say bumping. 
<laughs> I mean, literally, humans are bumping into each other. That's right, what we I mean. got that part now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. In which bed? Well, the fornicating bed. Okay, okay, good. I just wanted to make sure the record was clear. Yes, of course. The Ulian fuck bed. <laughs> um, you, as, as you all walk in the door, there is a... You, you see there is a dwarf behind the bar. Um, he's got... Very, you know, long beard that's been sort of tied off into, you know, like like almost like a like straighter, like he's got you know a couple ties in it as it kind of gets longer, so it's like you know big bushy at the top, and then just kind of is tied up into like a nice little straight, almost like a like a like a beardy tail. And um, you see him like like look up over the bar and like slam his hands down and be like, "Hobbit!" Oh, you dirty bastard! You're still it is here. You. Oh, Wait. it's. Oh, hey, I feel like you just left. Uh, you couldn't get enough of this place, could you? Ha ha, Blit. I did just leave, and I didn't, Frendo. Pour me a drink. Uh, for, and you for your friends here? Of course. Are these your friends? Of oh, course. Any friends of Hopless are friends of Hobnobson. <laughs> what are you paying with this time, pal? Uh, I'm going to throw, what do I got? What do I got in the kitty? I'll pop a couple gold on the table and just say, keep them, keep them flowing. Oh, suddenly a rich man, Hobbit, huh? A lot has changed. A lot has changed. A lot has changed in two years, I see. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Some things still remain the same. Whiskey. Okay, um, and I'm assuming everyone else, like, if, if you did want to have something to drink, you know, you place your orders or whatever. I'm not sure if there's anything. I, I guess, you know, we're not going to really get into it. Um, and he just, but he says, uh, well, you have a place to stay, obviously. Uh, I don't, uh, there's, there's, there's room for all of you. Not a lot of people really pay to stay here long term. Uh, how long you be in town for anyway? Let's just call it the night for now. Okay, I know how you guys roll. I don't. I noticed that he looks over at Boris and he looks at Pregnart. Um, they, they cool. Or, don't I feel ask. Like this is not really a great place for them to be hanging out. Uh, Does Pregnart hear out? Was it? Boris grabs a beer off the table and drinks the entire thing in one swig and then belches at the gentleman Hob Hobnobson. Yep. Uh, the little one can handle herself, and the frog's just too weird for anyone to mess with. Well, I guess it's party time. Anyone here play music? Yeah, I, I might know someone. All right. So Hedrick sets up and begins playing music. The night goes on, and it's a raucous affair, right? Hoblet and Hobnobson are, you know, shooting the shit together. Everyone is kind of gathering themselves and trying to figure out, I guess, well, what the next plan is now that y'all have been kicked out of the Wizard's Tower. But I guess we'll have to figure out what that plan is next week on the Hapless Heroes podcast. Aww. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> not really. Hey, hey, listen, not, not all of them are going to be cliffhangers, okay? <laughs> Sometimes we just got to set up a new scene. But anyways, if you like us, my friends out there in radio land, you can find us on the internet. You can find us on social media. Just look for Hapless Heroes or Hapless Heroes Podcast. On you know we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. We got a subreddit even, but those places really just kind of have sticky posts that would 
take you to what I would consider to be where we spend most of our time on the internet. That's our Discord server. Uh, we have built up a wonderful community of people in there. We just, it's just, it, it, it blows me away just the amount of support and love we've seen from all y'all. And it's a great place to just kind of come talk to us. I mean, and just to talk amongst like-minded nerds. Um, so we encourage you to kind of join the community, have some conversations. We have spoiler tagged episode talks. So even if like you're listening to this well in the future, or well in the future of when this was actually, or, you know, beyond when this was released, you know, you can ensure that most of your experience will be spoiler free. Um, but if you really, really like us, we'd appreciate it if you left us a five-star review on the podcast surface of your choice. We know iTunes still does that. And hell, Spotify now is allowing you to at least leave five-star ratings or just ratings for your favorite podcasts. So we would encourage you on your Android or iOS device or if it's made it to PC by the time you're listening to this or, you know, your actual, like, you know, Spotify app on your computer, we'd encourage you, you know, go on there and leave it, you know, just give us a five-star rating and, you know, tell us how much you love us in the five-star channel on our Discord, like this person did. Our friend... That guy, a.k.a. Jake, has been has written us a wonderful thing, and I just got to share it. He's like, I've been mulling over how to articulate this for a while. He's like, Dave, our, our Dave right here. That's right, that that's you, this guy, Dave. Yep. And I'm pointing at on my virtual screen here. Um, showed me this podcast right before his wedding in 2018, which I had no idea. I thought, I thought he was listening to us before that. Uh, he's like, I was able to meet most of the cast members through that event. We had a great time, by the way, Jake, if you're listening. That was awesome. Had an awesome time with you. Um, like, that being said, throughout the very severe ups and downs I've, had, I've experienced throughout those times to now, it has been refreshing to be able to hear my best friend in the car when I was driving, even though we haven't always been able to connect. It makes every Monday feel like old times. Furthermore, after hearing the familiar banter with all the other players is both refreshing and uplifting. Thank you for the years of support you never knew you were providing and continue to. I fucking love you guys. Well, we fucking uh-huh. love you, Jake. Five stars. You're a five star human in my book. Yeah. Thanks, Thanks, Jake. Jake. Thanks, Jake. But now, listen, listen. If you really, really like us, you can donate to our Patreon. It's patreon.com slash heroes. We have a bunch of rewards on there, and uh, I know that at some point soon we're going to even potentially be adding a hot chip challenge where I'm going to find a way to, you know, record us all eating a ridiculously hot chip because... We're idiots and we'll do anything for your money to put back into this show, apparently. Cause Zach the one is, chip challenge. You know. Oh, yeah. One chip, not hot chip. Hot chip's a great band, though. Listen, I'm um, just always looking for an excuse to get explosive diarrhea. And that seems to be like <laughs> the one way ticket to Runny Town. <laughs> so, yeah. If, uh, if the details aren't up on our Patreon now, they soon will be, but we'll, we'll make sure that we record that and put it up on there as a reward for you to. You know, thank you, thank you for your hard earned hours. We were able to get Dave a new microphone. I got a new microphone coming from Mike. We were getting all these things because of your continued support. And I just want to, I just cannot express how grateful I am for all of it. Also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. We have a Twitter account. We do. I don't ever tweet, but, uh, you know, Zach, if you do the Twitter thing, you're welcome to take that account over. Listen, I tweet like a bandit. I, I like sending out <laughs> tweets, I like tweeting at people. I like uh, liking other God. people's Is tweets. Is 2022 retweet? about to be the revival wait, of the half Your Twitter's Twitter wild, account? dude. My t- wait, also, who? I just want to give a shout out to Rotbot on Twitter because I do not know who that is. And I have a feeling that it is one of our listeners because the only mutual follow we have is uh, at Hapless Heroes, which is our Twitter Fantastic. handle for the podcast. Also, follow me on Twitter at It's Just a Wizard. There you and go. If you like us, right now you like us, Sally Field and the whole deal. 
carve a buzzard out of cheddar cheese and throw it at the nearest grandma. That's doable. What? That's, that's totally doable. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, you heard it here first, folks. That's what you have to do, apparently, if you really love us. Uh, but, you know, until then, I'm going to outro this cast of characters starting uh, the opposite way we came in with James as Hoplet, the Smasher. Uh, good old Hob. Good to see him again. Nicole as Boris the Butcher. I can't believe those idiots didn't check my pockets. Zach as Pregnart. Goodbye, everyone. Mike as Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. Iron was never really my color. Bill as Hedrick the Entertainer. Well, nothing else. I'll get a lot of playing then. John as Lord Jarrell, Champion of Justice. Until next time. And... Dave as Zero Valence Avatar War. Good night, everyone. And I'm Francesco. I've been your DM. We'll see you next week. I love you. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.